Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star to receive a life crashing, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. people welcome to this wednesday hump day edition of wkar's current sports ladies and gents boys and girls it is june 30th 2021 yes it is the final day in june can you believe that can you believe that i mean a a reminder in case you didn't know it, it caught me by surprise when i looked at the calendar two days ago on monday but yeah this sunday folks is july 4th how about that june we say goodbye to you and we look forward to the start of july now uh i tell you these days just just really really fly by don't they my goodness but hey i hope you're doing well out there we got a few things to get to on today's current sports okay you know i i mentioned a bit of the controversy surrounding the hire of Chauncey Billups. Uh, For those who don't know who Chauncey Billups is, Chauncey Billups is now the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. He formally balled out for my beloved Detroit Pistons back in the early 2000s. And, you know, the height of his career came in 2004 when Chauncey actually was named the NBA Finals MVP leading my Detroit Pistons to a NBA championship in a five-game series win over Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, among others, and the Los Angeles Lakers. So Chauncey became a star in Detroit, um, and you know he went on to, to become a broadcaster at ESPN, and uh, he has been you know, making his rounds on the coaching market as an assistant coach, most recently for the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, You get a chance to actually see him tonight on the sidelines as as, uh, he works under head coach Tyrone Liu and the the Los Angeles Clippers. So, um, and, and that series will resume tonight. But that's who Chauncey Billups is. And Chauncey, you know, he is so beloved in many NBA circles, very beloved. You know, um, you know. A- anytime you hear of, uh, of Chauncey Billups, you know, uh, brought up by 
by any current or, or former players. I mean, it's always of high esteem. But you know what? I brought up his hire on Monday's current sports and, and talked about the deal getting done out in Portland. And in addition to that, during the close of Monday's show, for those that tuned in, you guys know that I also, though, brought up that the Blazers have been receiving some backlash due to that hiring because of a 1997 sexual assault allegation that was actually settled in civil court. So it never went to trial. Nobody was ever found guilty. It it was settled. And I've got a few thoughts on this because, you know, it was brought up during the introductory press conference this week as Chauncey was officially named the head coach of the Blazers. And it's really twofold for me. I have thoughts on whether or not this backlash is justified. You'll get my thoughts on that. And also, whether or not the Portland Trailblazers have handled this the right way. Because those are two very important conversations. And uh, you, you want to stick around for that. I think it'll, it'll spark some, some conversation. And, and, and hey, maybe there, there's some out there that disagree with my take on it. All right. But we'll get to that conversation later on this hour. Um, I also want to talk about how interesting this Atlanta Hawks and Milwaukee Bucks series just got. I mean, when I when I got the notification yesterday that Trey Young, the superstar that he is for the ATL, that Trey was not going to be a go last night, I thought it was going to be a shoe-in for Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton and company, and and the Bucks were, were going to win that game. But boy, oh boy, was I and many people wrong about that outcome. And now there is yet another major injury. I mean, just so many injuries taking place this year in the association. Look, we see injuries on the regular when it comes to the NBA, but... I feel like this year, more than ever, we are, we are seeing major injuries occur to big-time superstars. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, he went down yesterday. Um, not, not sure how severe this lower leg injury is for him, but he went down yesterday and it didn't look good. I'll just say that. And uh, Trey Young didn't play yesterday due to a bone bruise. All right. So uh, thoughts on that series. Um, I I do also want to talk some Michigan State football recruiting. You know, I I brought to you guys the news that they were able to flip a quarterback. And I think, um, you know, MSU and and Mel Tucker have been doing a really impressive job on the recruiting trail. So, uh, and, and again, when Mel Tucker was hired, when breaking down what he does best as a, a head coach. I mean, you heard constantly that, man, he can recruit. He can recruit. This is what he does. And he's showing it. You know, Mel Tucker right now is 
you can, I can just feel that that he he's bringing a a different culture and establishing his culture at Michigan State and getting the guys that he wants and and he and he's going after everybody. And I love it. Absolutely love it. So, um I'll I'll get to some Michigan State uh recruiting news as well today. All right? So a lot to get to. Um if you would like to be a part of the show, you guys know you can call in 517-355 WKAR 517-355-9527. Leave us a voicemail at that number. You can also go to facebook.com slash WKAR news and um, you can weigh in there. Leave us a comment anywhere there. And uh, you can also tweet us, tweet me directly at Al Martin WKAR or you can tweet the show at WKAR News. All right, so multiple ways in which you can weigh in. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your Wednesday afternoon. A bit of a cloudy one today. We're not going to get as much rain as we've been getting, and, and that's a plus, right? <laughs> I may go out and, and hit the hit the golf driving range today. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, hey, you know what's next. Here are your current sports quick hit headliners. Okay, let's get right to it. Just a few here. Michigan State basketball news as Michigan State basketball will get a marquee matchup in the Big Ten ACC Challenge as the Spartans will host. We now know who they're going to play. Not Duke. Not Duke. They will play host to Louisville on December 1st as part of the annual intra-conference showcase. Now, Michigan State went 15-13 and 13 last season, losing its opener of the NCAA tournament to eventual Final Four participant UCLA. The Cardinals went 13-7 and 7 and 8-5 and 5 in the ACC, but did not make the NCAA tournament. Uh, the Spartans lost 82-78 to 78 in overtime at Louisville in the 2018 challenge, and Michigan State beat the Cardinals in the 2015 event that was a 71-67 final at the Breslin Center here in East Lansing. So, you know, it's always fun anytime Michigan State gets to match up with a program like Louisville, um, one of the premier college basketball programs in the game today. You know, uh, you can rewind the clock not too long ago to when they won a national championship. I believe that was 2013, I believe. Um, and of course that was stripped away though, as, uh, as, uh, coach Patino was involved in some, uh, in some controversy <laughs> away from the hardwood. I'll just, I'll just say that, uh, in Louisville, of course, played John Beeline's Michigan Wolverines led by the great Trey Burke. So, uh, Louisville has, has great recent history there. They are always a, a, a solid team every single year, it seems. And, uh, Michigan State will host them in the Big Ten ACC Challenge this year. Okay, uh, yesterday, the Detroit Lions... Well, you know what? Before I get to the Lions, um, sticking with Michigan State basketball, I want to bring up this. I put these headliners in the wrong order. I should have bumped this up because it pertains to Tom Izzo, the head coach of the Michigan State men's basketball program. Now, before I, I give you guys an update on the Lions, uh, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, and Lexi Thompson... Big, big names in the world of golf, folks. Well, Tom Izzo was playing alongside those individuals yesterday 
in the Area 313 Celebrity Golf Scramble, right? And it's a three-hole exhibition that, that leads up to this week's Rocket Mortgage Championship, which will begin in Detroit. Awesome stuff tomorrow. So uh, you had Tom Izzo out there, you know, playing in the celebrity tournament. Uh, Barry Sanders was also out there. Detroit Lions Hall of Famer Barry Sanders, arguably the greatest running back of all time. Barry Sanders, um, also NFL pro and, and big time golf advocate. Uh, NFL Pro Bowler Larry Fitzgerald and uh, also long drive champion Maurice Allen um, were also involved in that uh, celebrity scramble as well. And also who I'm a big fan of, uh, Troy Mullins. Shout out to her. Um, she is uh, helping pique the interest of golf when it comes to uh, young black girls across our nation. So I uh, definitely want to give Troy a, a, a big shout out there as well. She was a part of the winning team as a uh, former world number one Jason Day he led the winning team um, to victory yesterday while two-time Masters champ Bubba Watson led another along the um, along with five-time winner um, Ricky Fowler and fan favorite Harold Varner third so a lot of big names in the area 313 celebrity golf scramble yesterday um, again in preparation for the Rocket Mortgage Championship and uh, in addition to Izzo's team, led by Mickelson and uh, the one that included DeChambeau, uh, the defending Rocket Mortgage Classic champion, uh, and Thompson, a, a major winner of the LGPA Tour, uh, the, the other holes were, were loaded with those other names I mentioned. But uh, really cool. Uh, there's some video of, of Tom Izzo, you know, uh, teeing off, I think, on that, on that first tee, which was a par three, and... You know, Izzo's got some game. You know, Izzo, and it's it's one thing to get up on a tee, right, and tee off by yourself with your buddies, right? You know, you guys are out there having fun, or if, if you are playing competitively, I mean, it's more relaxed. More relaxed in comparison to having a lot of people staring at you on the first tee and, and you, you're you not a professional golfer. Um, that, that's always nerve-wracking. You know, when I'm playing golf, you know, when I was now, it's no problem. I have no 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 problem with okay. Um, you may be on the tee, and there's a group in back of you. This this happens more so when you're about to to either start your round or you're making the turn to play holes ten through eighteen. But you may have you know the group in back of you waiting for you to tee off, and they may be right in back of you in their cart, staring at you as you tee off. That used to bother me because I'm like, all right, I don't want anybody seeing me shank this thing into the trees, right? <laughs> you may have a little bit of nerves. Uh, after you've been playing for a while, that doesn't bother you because hopefully if you've been playing for a while, your your game is to a point where you're more confident on the tee. And confidence breeds um, a lack of nerves, if you will. But, man, I always wondered, man, you know, being in a celebrity golf tournament and you got spectators watching you, just how I would perform in that kind of a pressure situation. And, and I love pressure, but that's a different kind of pressure. Golf is a different beast. It's a different monster, okay? <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, you know, uh, Izzo talked about the nerves of being on that on that tee as people stare down at you, and he kind of joked with, uh, with, uh, with, with, I think it was, voices I heard were Chris Solari of the Detroit Free Press. You had uh, Matt Charbonneau. Of the Detroit News, it was also down there. Uh, my former boss, Fred Human, uh, who's now at WILX TV 10, he was also down there. So, um, you know, they were they were firing questions 
uh, at Izzo and, and, and getting his thoughts on being on the team. But he was just joking and saying, look, uh, I've been in some pretty high high pressure situations as well. <laughs> and he, and he, uh, he really enjoyed, you know, walking alongside Phil Mickelson and, and Bryson DeChambeau as they uh, elaborated on, you know, the pressure of golf and, and the, the mental challenge that that is golf. And I, and I love when when greats in other areas and other professions come together because it becomes a masterclass, doesn't it? As they as they all begin to just kind of pick the brain of, of each other to try and maybe steal something that they could use and take back in their own professions and careers. So awesome seeing that, though. And shout out to Izzo for representing Michigan State at the area 313 Celebrity Scramble. And it's a really cool event. Uh, they've been doing it since the Rocket Mortgage Championship began in Detroit. And uh, the winning squad gets like a uh, championship belt. It looks like a wrestling WWE belt. And it's uh, pretty awesome. A pretty awesome trophy to take home. I saw Troy Mullins. She was a part of Jason Day's team. And if you go to her uh, her Instagram, um, she's holding up the belt alongside, you know, Day and, and, and the two others who were paired with her group. So uh, awesome stuff. All right. Now to that Detroit Lions news. want to let you guys know that yesterday the Lions announced that they are welcoming fans back to Detroit Lions training camp. This uh, is for the uh, the 15th straight season. Camp will uh, will take place at the team's facility in Allen Park starting at the end of July. So mark your calendars, July 31st. Uh, fans will be allowed to um, attend practice on these days. Gates will open an hour early before the scheduled practice times. And once practice has reached capacity, uh, the gates will will then be closed. So uh, get there early, folks. But these are the dates. Um, if, if you if you've got your smartphone and, and you're not driving and you're, and you're safely at home or if you're at home and you, you know, so open up that note app and, and take some notes here. Or if you if you're by a, a pen and a paper, write these dates down. I'll give you like two seconds to do that. One. And two, okay, here we go. And also, you can, for those listening right now in real time, uh, if you miss these dates, you can just go back and listen to the uh, the, the podcast version of the show at WKAR.org or simply Google it, all right? So multiple ways in which you can get these dates down. But again, Saturday, July 31st, um, season ticket holders only for that first one, folks, uh, which will be held at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, and these will all be held at 8.30 in the morning, with the exception of the final open practice to the public, which will be August 17th, um, and which will also be season ticket holders only. Uh, and that practice um, will begin at 6.30 p.m. Uh, but the uh, after the first one on July 31st, again, only for season ticket holders, uh, Monday, August 2nd at 8.30 a.m., uh, Tuesday, August 3rd, Wednesday, August 4th, Thursday, August 5th, Monday, August 9th, Tuesday, August 10th, Wednesday, August 11th, and Monday, August 16th, all at 8.30 in the morning. So uh, those are the dates in which fans are allowed to be at practice. Okay, and a quick update concerning the latest happenings in the uh, the NBA and the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, uh, the NBA playoffs in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, as I mentioned last night, 
the Atlanta Hawks pulling off the improbable victory over the Milwaukee Bucks without Trey Young, without Hawks star Trey Young. Atlanta was able to seal the deal on that win last night, but it was a 110 to 88 final as the series is now all knotted up at two games apiece. Uh, Lou Williams went off last night. How good was he? He had 21 points, five rebounds, and eight assists. Uh, and then for uh, the Bucks, uh, Drew Holiday had 19 points, five rebounds, nine assists. Uh, but, but the big news coming out of that game, other than, of course, the Atlanta Hawks win, is the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, he went down. <clears throat> um, he, he suffered, well, the Bucks fear that he has suffered a severe ACL injury. It did not look good. I'll just say that. Um, and this is coming from Farbode Anasari, who is a reporter with Yahoo Sports. Um, he says, uh, he tweeted this last night around like 11.30 p.m. Quote, people within the Bucks organization fear that Giannis Antetokounmpo has suffered a severe ACL injury. However, no MRI has been done yet. And that be that, that will be devastating, right? Absolutely devastating because you go, just think about the, the thoughts and emotions prior to that game last night when it was announced, especially that Trey Young would not be playing. I mean, you had an opportunity as the Bucks to go up three games to one. You're at full power. You have no major injuries to any of your stars. We, the Atlanta Hawks came out and played inspired basketball. The Bucks not only lose that game and now the series is tied, but you possibly, possibly, knock on wood, but possibly lose your superstar in Giannis Antetokounmpo for the rest of the playoffs, depending on what the MRI reveals with his knee. But but isn't that crazy how things can just change at the drop of a dime, you know? And again, I mentioned there's just so many injuries to superstars this year in the NBA playoffs, it's it's mind-blowing. But, you know, the, the Bucks have a great opportunity to win a championship. And, and they could still win without Giannis. But my goodness, if he does not play, again, I, I, I said do not rule out these Atlanta Hawks. All right, so I'll, I'll have more on that series later on. But uh, that's how it, how it shook out last night. And then tonight, all you hockey fans out there, the NHL... Stanley Cup Finals between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay leaves the series one game to nada as uh, on Monday um, they put to bed Montreal and they have a, a one to nothing series lead. But puck drop for tonight in game two, uh, 8 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay is favored in that game. I'm reading the line at um, minus 210 in favor of the Lightning. That's what I'm seeing at, at multiple sports books. Okay. Olympic organizers say they've reversed a policy that would have prevented breastfeeding moms from bringing their children to Japan for the 2021 Summer Games. Organizers has have uh, reduced delegation sizes and prohibited athletes family members from accompanying them to the olympics as part of strict COVID 19 countermeasures now the tokyo organizing committee 
had previously denied requests for exemptions from moms with young children. Um, However, this is what the organizing committee said on uh, today, actually, quote, however, after careful consideration of the unique situation facing athletes with nursing children, we are pleased to confirm that when necessary, nursing children will be able to accompany athletes to Japan. End quote. Now, just two days earlier, an IOC spokesperson, International Olympic Committee spokesperson, citing Japanese authorities, they had told Yahoo Sports that it was, quote, highly unlikely that any uncredited people from overseas, uh, which would have included infants and caregivers, would be granted entry into Japan for the games. So uh, the IOC reversing course there. Um, which is uh, much to the relief of, of many moms who are competing in the Olympics. All right. Uh, and, and last year, L.A. Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer is currently under investigation after a woman claimed that he assaulted her earlier this year. This is coming from TMZ Sports. Uh, the alleged victim was granted a temporary domestic violence restraining order in Los Angeles yesterday. Pasadena police are reportedly investigating the claim uh, with Bauer cooperating with authorities. Um, Mark Gerlich, who is the attorney representing the woman, uh, he told Yahoo Sports in a statement that his client had obtained protection via the Domestic Violence Prevention Act and that um, uh, and then Bauer's attorney stated that uh, whatever happened between Bauer and and this uh, this woman was consensual. So there you have that. Um, let's hit our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, another sexual assault story um, that occurred back in the late '90s with former Detroit Pistons great Chauncey Billups and how that case has been at the forefront of the minds of many fans out there and many NBA personnel when evaluating Chauncey Billups as the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. I got some thoughts on that story as well as further thoughts on the NBA playoffs and more. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Wednesday Hump Day edition of WKAR's Current Sports. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. You know, also before I proceed, I want to give a, a, a big shout out to Serena Williams. I, I have to mention Serena. Um, you know, she wasn't in our, in our headliners, but uh, I will be remiss if I did not mention this because she is, in my opinion, the greatest woman's tennis player of all time. She is the GOAT. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, Serena is uh, is finally starting to to show um, her age a bit. You know, she's 39 years old. She'll be 40 come this September 26th. So she's still trying. But, you know, when when you've when you've logged the amount of miles 
on the tires that Serena Williams has, you know, throughout her career, which which spans to her teenage years, uh, um, even even younger than that, right? Um, it's tough, and your body, you know, if, if there's if there's only one undefeated brother in the world of sports, and that brother is Father Time. That's it. You know, at some point, man, your body is going to break down and it's and it's going to tell you that, hey, it's time to, to call it a career. Now, I don't know. Serena Williams could could shove that, that statement right back in my face and come out and, and win the next tournament that she's in. But right now, that's what I've been evaluating and that's what many people have been evaluating. She's not the player that she used to be and she's she's lost a step or two. Which is expected at 39 years old, going on 40 in just a few months. But, you know, Serena suffered a leg injury yesterday during her match against um, Alexandra Sosnovich at the London-based tournament known as Wimbledon, right? Wimbledon is is one of the most, if not the most popular tennis tournaments out there. Um, her hamstring injury was a result of her slipping on the court which was wet from rain. So, you know, I talk about father time and all that kind of stuff, right? But this seems to be an incident that was induced because of bad conditions on the court. So she had to withdraw. You know, she tried to make a quick move and she instantly went down. I wasn't sure if it was an ankle injury uh, because she didn't seem to twist her ankle. And then later on, we found out that it was her, her hamstring. But she went down. And it, it was really, though, a bittersweet moment because she went down, then she got up, and the the crowd gave her this incredible, incredible standing ovation. I mean, they got up and, and just started applauding immediately, recognizing just just how how much she means to the to the world of tennis, you know. Uh, Williams wrote uh, a really beautiful Instagram post, a uh, beautiful caption alongside a picture of her walking and, and fans cheering her on. Uh, she wrote uh, just a bit of what she had to say on, on her IG post. Uh, she writes, quote, I was heartbroken to have to withdraw today after injuring my leg. My love and gratitude are with fans and the team who make being on center court so meaningful. Feeling the extraordinary warmth and support of the crowd today when I walked off, when I walked on and off the court means the world to me. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. No. Somehow dry it to somehow get it a little more drier to be playable. 
So, yeah. Um, and, uh, and per the New York Times, uh, Williams fellow player, 17-year-old uh, Coco Goff, who I'm a big fan of, uh, Goff was watching from the, uh, the Wimbledon gym and reportedly had to turn away from the television screen while her tennis idol was, was clearly in pain. Uh, it, it did something to her emotionally, and that was a big story. Uh, Goff told the Times, quote, it was hard for me to watch that. I'm a big fan of her, even though I'm a competitor now, but she's the reason why I started to play tennis. It's hard to watch any player get injured, but especially her. Just just shows you how big of an impact that Serena Williams has had on the game, but specifically on young black females, young black girls everywhere. Just just amazing. Um, so she's the inspiration for many, including, you know, also arguably the best in the game right now, Naomi Osaka, who is uh, still uh, not, she has still not returned to the, to the tennis court, taking some time off to benefit her mental health. So, but Serena, wishing you well, wishing you recovery. And, and again, hopefully uh, you can get back to, to the sport of tennis and give us, give us a few more wins, please. I, I would love to see that. I think, you know, everyone out there in the, in the world of sports would love to see that. Okay, I want to turn my attention now, turn your attention now, here on Current Sports, to the story that is uh, amongst the headlines this week in sports news everywhere, and that's the hiring of Chauncey Billups, which has been controversial to say the least, which really surprised me because I tell you what, I have to get this off my chest. You know, I'm wondering because it's not like this is new. You know, this occurred back in 1997. After this incident, which was settled in civil court, details were not put out to the public. It was settled. After, you know, whatever happened, happened in 1997, I had not heard about this story, to be honest with you guys, until this past weekend when it was brought up. Now, again, we can we can sit here and debate why it was brought up all day. But but I have a very strong thought on why I believe it was brought up, because I just I just question why throughout Chauncey's entire career. Again, this occurred back in 1997. So much has happened in the career of Chauncey Billups from 1997 to here on June 30th, 2021, why is this being brought up so hotly right now when he has been named as a head coach in the National Basketball Association? Look, he bounced around the league as a player, became a star, a bona fide star with the Detroit Pistons. And he's played in almost every kind of market from L.A. to Minnesota to Denver, New York. And look, the, the allegation almost never came up. That situation in 1997 never came up. Again, I didn't know about it until this past weekend. So after he's done playing and having this great playing career, which included a ring with the Pistons and an NBA Finals MVP, he also was hired 
by ESPN. Remember, he was on the ESPN broadcast for some years and did an, an, an outstanding job, beloved by his colleagues at ESPN. And it it still, what, what happened in 1997 still did not come up. In 2017, the Cleveland Cavaliers offered Billups a five-year contract to run basketball operations, which is a bigger job than head coach. And one in which this allegation is even more relevant because he would have been supervising more employees. During that time, I don't recall any media firestorm, if you will, around the job offer to Billups at the time. He ended up turning that job down. I guess figuring that he would have another opportunity um, that, that he preferred at some point, which has come about as now the Portland Trailblazers. And Chauncey's name has been brought up a few times when it comes to other head coaching vacancies uh, over the years. But, but you know, Portland seems to be the right fit, and, and he is he has agreed to a contract with them. But, but again, this, this occurred back in 1997, through his, through his playing time in which he played for so many different markets, many big markets out there, including Detroit. And then he gets a job at ESPN. And he's even offered a Cleveland Cavaliers basketball operations gig. Not at one time did, did I hear the sexual assault allegations from 1997 brought up. Why now? Why now that that he's a head coach in the association, why now is this brought up? I just ponder that. And and I and I have to say this, I I can't help but think about how race plays a factor in this. I'm just saying, folks, there is a a black head coaching problem when it comes to North American professional sports. We all know it. We talk about it every single year here on Current Sports. I go on my soapbox, soapbox rant about how the higher ups in professional sports here in America, when they see a person of color, yeah, it's just like the, the you know the what the the Rooney Rule in the NFL. Yeah, you got to fill that quota and you got to interview a, a few black coach, uh, uh, you know, some black coaching head coaching candidates. Excuse me, but are you seriously considering them for the job when you bring them in that door, or are you just looking to to check off that box? Oh yeah, yeah, we talk we talk to a black guy. Cool, check. All right, what what other real candidates do we got? Because that, that's what happens time and time again. And, and you want to hear frustration? Check out one of the latest episodes from Real Sports with Bryant Gumble on HBO Sports. They, they covered this. They covered the Rooney Rule, and they covered the, the lack of diversity in head coaching positions in the National Football League very extensively. And you hear the angst and frustration from qualified black assistant coaches in the NFL who aren't getting the opportunity to become the head man. It's it, this is not a new problem. And when a, a, a black man 
gets an opportunity to become a head coach in one of these professional North American leagues, why is a sexual assault allegation that was settled that 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 is in the books Chauncey was was not found guilty of anything why is that now brought up when it it wasn't brought up during his playing days like that when he was bouncing around it wasn't brought up when he was working for the number 1 sports media outlet in the world and, and why wasn't it, it it brought up when he was being considered for the Cleveland Cavaliers front office job. Why now? Why now that that when he's about to become a head coach, is this being brought up? Just something to think about. Right? And and the backlash that he's getting. And I think about look, a, a man who was found caught red handed, a guy in 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 one of the most prestigious front office positions in all of, of professional sports, Robert Kraft, and what he was involved in. That, that's kind of like swept under the rug now, right? But he's white. He's not black. So, so I think they roll differently there, right? I just have to admit that, frust- that kind of frustration. I can, bring up, I can bring up countless other individuals who are not black, who are white, white males, who have been caught red-handed doing something, found guilty of, of things of this nature, or have settled who don't who aren't getting as much heat as Chauncey is getting right now. So the the backlash is very puzzling to me. I'll just say that. However, with that being said, I must say this because the other question that I want to address is whether or not the Portland Trailblazers have handled this the right way. And looking at that press conference that occurred this week, on Tuesday, yesterday, I got some thoughts on that. I want to hear our final break, and you'll hear my thoughts on that. Your thoughts, 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Call us, leave us a voicemail there, and I will roll in your thoughts on this story or anything on your sports noggin during the Thursday edition of the show tomorrow. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash WKAR News. Comment anywhere there on our Facebook page. And you can also tweet us. Tweet me directly at Al Martin WKAR or tweet the show at WKAR News. Again, when we come back from this, this last break, I'll take you on home with my thoughts on whether or not the Portland Trailblazers have handled this the right way. We'll be right back. Welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. Uh, Our foundational topic uh, of today's show centers on Chauncey Billups, former Detroit Pistons great, who went on to become a a broadcaster at ESPN for a little bit and um, has now become an assistant coach in the National Basketball Association, most recently for the Los Angeles Clippers, working under Tyrone Luke. And uh, you'll see Chauncey tonight in the next game of the Western Conference Finals at 9 p.m. as the uh, the Phoenix Suns take on the L.A. Clippers. So, I addressed my thoughts before that final break on, on why now is this coming up 
when, when Chauncey is, 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 has been around as a player for many years, won an NBA championship, you know, worked for ESPN, was considered for a front office job with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Why now that he's a head coach in the NBA is this being brought up, the, the, the sexual assault settlement back in 1997? And for those who don't know um, about that, that situation, um, a broad outline of what we know. A woman said Billups and uh, then Celtics teammate Ron Mercer and a third man forced her into sex acts. She went to a hospital showed signs of being assaulted. The players said the acts involving them were consensual. No charges were filed, and they settled a civil suit. Pretty serious stuff, right? So the next question I would address is, is, is whether or not the Blazers have handled this the right way. No. No. I, I don't think they have. I don't, especially yesterday... During the press conference, you have to be transparent, especially here in 2021. You just have to be, especially in the cancel culture that we live in here in 2021. The Me Too movement that is today. You have to be transparent when it comes to to situations of sexual assault, sexual abuse. Now more than ever. You have to be transparent. And look, Billups handled himself very well. Here, here's a bit of what he had to say during yesterday's press conference. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about how every decision that we make could have a profound impact on a person's life. Um, I learned at a very young age as a player, and not only a player, but a, a young man, a young adult, that every decision, you know, every decision has consequences, you know, and that's led to some really, really healthy but tough conversations that I've had to have with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time in 1997, and my daughters about what actually happened and about what they may have to read about me in the news and in the media. But this this experience has shaped my life in so many different ways. We not only conducted our traditional background check after offering him the position, we also commissioned an independent investigation into the incident in question in 1997. The findings of that incident corroborated Chauncey's recollection of the events that nothing non-consensual happened. Very honest, very open, talking about how that situation shaped him moving forward as a man. Fans have questions and concerns and might not want Billups. And, and, and hey, that's all fine and dandy. But at least let Billups go out there and, and say what he needs to say. And that was great. That was a, that, that, he very transparent with that statement. But then... um. Blazers PR shut down a question pertaining to how that incident shaped his life. Longtime general manager Neil O'Shea, who should know better, he said the team's investigation was, quote, proprietary. You're just going to have to take our word that we hired an experienced firm 
that led us to the results we already discussed. That's not a great reply. Again, it's 2021. Take our word, deal with it. We hired this guy, no more questions. You you cannot be dismissive or defensive when it comes to a situation like this. And look, Billups looked so ready to answer that follow-up question. Again, how that incident shaped his life. He looked ready and he sounded capable of doing that. The Blazer should have let him speak. Cutting him off and then Neil Olshay saying, you're just going to have to take our word. Uh-uh. That, that is the wrong, wrong response in that situation. People can reach their own conclusions from that. Well, why did you shut him down like that? I mean, let him speak. What, 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 are you hiding something? What we do know is that the case did not play out in court. There was no verdict. No one was found guilty. But we also know that we did not get any evidence or or testimony that would inform opinions about what happened. So to try and calm the nerves of those who may be hesitant of Chauncey's hire, let him speak. Let him talk. And you should trust him in speaking on something like this. One, because he's had a long time to talk about how this has shaped his life. It occurred back in 1997. And number two, he is now effectively becoming the face of your organization next to what? Damian Lillard. He's the head coach. Don't you trust him in in, in tough situations? Don't you trust his hire? Don't you trust that you hired the right man? You have to let him speak. The Blazers did not, and I'm not on board with that. All right, on tomorrow's show, I'm going to get to the NBA playoffs, and I want to touch on a few other things. I'm going to try to get Jason Ruff on the show as well to, to, to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals, but we are out of time. Your thoughts on this story or anything on your sports noggin, again, you can call in 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Leave us a voicemail, and you will hear your lovely voice on the Thursday edition of the show. But until then, we are on a 23-hour break. I want you all to be smart, be safe, and as always, be easy, people.